Hello, this is Janet Gallen welcoming you once again to Love Letters Live. Today's guest is Jeffrey Sitkoff. And what Jeffrey does will just, you know, when I learned about it, it just took my breath away. I read about one person in his life who was helped by what he does. And uh, okay, Jeffrey, your turn. Why don't you tell us the name of your organization? Say hello. Yes. uh, The organization is called Doors of Change. Our website is doorsofchange.org. And for the last over 20 years now, we've been helping homeless youth between the age of 16 to 25, transitional age youth, we call them, get off the streets that are homeless. Okay. There's three and a half million youth homeless in America today. I'm glad you said that. I was going to try to remember to say that myself. You know, I, I read about what you do and I am just so really overwhelmed with joy. I mean, they're, they're, it's a terrible, terrible thing when a child has to leave home, has to run away from an abusive home, has to escape sometimes within an inch of their lives and they don't know where to turn. And there are street communities. There are neighborhoods where people are living on the street and not doing so well. How do you get word out to these children? It's a great question, Janet. Um, Number one, people always ask me, the number one question is, why are these youth on the streets? Oh, I know why they're on, but you should go on the streets. They come from such dysfunctional families that their parents are alcoholics, their parents are drug addicts. If they're LGBTQ kids, which 40% nationally are, they get kicked out of their house because- Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I didn't realize that. Yep. Yep. And how we find them is we actually go on outreach on the streets looking for homeless kids. Oh, good. We've done it for twice a week for 20 years. Now, so you can do that in your neighborhood, but do you have a worldwide reach to do that? Well, because of COVID- Things have shifted tremendously for many people and for our organization shifted 180 degrees. And so we said we still have to help these youth, even though we don't have our award winning music and our program available right now because of COVID, we still got to help these youth. And so we we did it remotely, virtually, so that we set up a Facebook page, a safe Facebook page for homeless youth to go to, to find our case manager. Uh, We're on Instagram. We actually go out twice a week. Uh, and actually put up posters because oh, I was going to ask you if you do that. Okay. Yes. These youth have gone underground. It's very hard to find them right now. They're, they're there, but you, you don't see them. They're in their cars sleeping. You know, they, they do couch surfing and their friends until they upset them. And then they kick them out oh, of the so house. So you're making kind of a really important, well, I mean, everything you say is going to be an important point, but so you're talking about older youth. You're, you're supposing that they're literate. You're supposing that they are have a car to live in or they're, you know, couch surfing someplace. So, I mean, the question is, yes. So, so these are already people who are motivated to grab the life raft that you've flung out. Not necessarily. That's not correct. No the reason it isn't is because these kids don't trust anybody. And unless they trust you, they will not ask for help. And so it usually would take six or nine months, Janet, to be able to develop trust with these youth. That's too long because you lose these kids to suicide, drug overdose, gang violence. And so we said, we've got to do something to be able to help these youth, you know, trust us sooner. And do you have intermediaries like churches and and other groups that would help you get to these? No, we're the person that does it, but we do have, we have been blessed to have a church for almost 10 years. The Episcopal Church in San Diego gave us free rent 
to have our award-winning oh. music in our program. But we actually go on the streets. And now, as I said, it's harder to find them because they're dispersed. But we do, they do read our posters that we put up everywhere. And okay. from that alone, even one month, this two months ago, we got 48 calls wow. for youth that wow. saw our posters up about all the different things that we do. We give them, we help them get IDs. We help them get medical insurance. Oh we help God. them get um, food and clothing. We help them uh, get housing, you know? And so, uh, and also uh, mental abuse has been a big deal for many of these youth. So we have mental health referrals so they can actually talk to psychologists or psychiatrists because if they don't get it right emotionally and mentally, they're not gonna succeed. So right. uh, that's what we've done over, uh, over the last two years in COVID as we really have shifted and to ask, answer your question before, we're actually helping 13 different states right now. You youth are. that have heard about us that call in and we help them remotely so that the case manager will find wherever they are and get them the resource they need oh, in that area. Okay, so back up. If you could, you help them remotely. This assumes that they have some way to contact, you know, to be in touch remotely. They have somebody who can get you on Zoom, right? Well, not necessarily. Oh. They could be on phones. They have Obama phones, we call them. What they, are they? They call, we call them Obama phones, which is when Obama was in, you know, an office, he got telephones to homeless youth. So oh. we actually can give phones out to the youth, as we do. And oh, cell phones. Cell yeah. phone, uh -huh. so, or they go to the library and and get on the computer there for free. Okay. You know? So even though these kids might have phones, they always get on Facebook. So they find a way to get on Facebook, and they actually find our website for homeless youth on Facebook that our case manager has set up, and so that's how they start, you know, contacting us. This is just wonderful, wonderful. I may I may be done being able to talk. Okay. Um, yes. So I, I would be more than willing to help go find people. You know, I'm in San Francisco and I don't know if you have people, you know, going into the tenderloin or do I'd be happy to put up posters or go hand out things or go look for. So, and by the way, everybody listening, if in your, is this, I shouldn't be volunteering for you. Is this something that you can ask people in different cities that you're not already in to do to help you? We would recommend for people in different cities to find out in their community who works with homeless youth and support them. There's okay. a lot of good organizations, you know, around the United States that are working with homeless kids. Support that organization in Chicago, okay. in Buffalo, New York, and Detroit, Cleveland. All these areas have organizations that work with homeless youth. Support them. Okay. Um, we we actually have you know youth that have have been with us that traveled to Detroit. Buffalo, whatever, they actually tell their friends that are homeless in those areas, doors of change really helped me. And so then they contact us because of that, as okay. well as finding us on Facebook. Okay. Okay. And uh, curious, of course, you've been doing this for 20 years. Are you a photographer by trade? No, I'm a physical therapist by profession. And oh, I had a spinal I read something career. about you in photography. Yes, I'm an award-winning photographer, but my profession for 18 years was physical therapy. I had a freak accident, had a spinal cord injury, and I couldn't do my profession after 18 years. And so that's why I started looking for what I'm going to do to help make a difference. And that's why I had no idea there were homeless kids in our community because they oh, were hidden. Oh, but I went on outreach one night, Janet, and that was the night that turned my life around because when I saw how they handle the homeless kids, how the kids came forward and started talking to them. I said, I've got to help these kids. And that was over 20 years ago. Wow. What was your first step? I'm always interested. Like you have an idea, you want to do something. What's the first thing you do? 
Well, I, you know, I didn't really know what to do other than to, right. to go out and do what I could to help kids. And so what I first did is I started contacting um, musicians uh, and Bruce Springsteen. Well, actually, the first one was was uh, was Billy Joel. Billy Joel trusted me through my photography. And he said, I, I like your vision. Wait, so, starts... so he knew about you through your photography? Yes. OK. Yeah. Uh, I'm an award winning photographer. I used to shoot concerts and still do. Okay. And so I got him some pictures that uh, I said I would get them. And, and most people don't follow through with their word. Right. I follow through with my word. Right. And so he said, I like your vision. I'll start helping you. So he started signing memorabilia. And within three months, Elton John heard about it because they travel together. And he said, I want to get involved also. So having the two of them to back us to say, this is a good organization. There's a good vision. Help them. That's how it started. Uh, that, that was the first thing I did. But, you know, you said something important again, which may be a little bit under the slipped in, you said um, that you indicated, I already forgot what it was you said, but you, you, ABC comes up ABC with you. You said most people don't follow through. Yes. And that's a clear indication that you're not one of those people. No. And no. yeah, that's huge, isn't it? To be able well, to do what you're saying you're going to do. You know, people don't trust people today because they don't follow through. They right. say they're going to do something, they don't do it. Right. And they lie to them and, you know, whatever. But it's very hard for someone like Billy Joel to trust someone. Like, you know, I've heard this a thousand times before. Is this really real? Oh, people are after something and he wants, yes, right. Yes. Right. So uh, thank goodness that uh, that wasn't the case and that it grew. And, you know, the Rolling Stones, uh, Bruce Springsteen, James Taylor, Etta James, Buddy Guy, B.B. King, many, many, you know, huge people, Steve Martin. You know, many yeah. people came on board and and have memorabilia. Now, if someone says they're listening to this and say, you know, I'm touched by this. I want to help these kids. I had no idea. I've got a little money. You can go to our website and you can look at the memorabilia for sale. And we've oh. got a lot of phenomenal memorabilia, including Billy Joel signed seventh keyboard that he signed for us. And now, what, what about what about people who just want to make a straight donation, send a check? Yeah, again, sometimes people can't, you know, don't have a lot of money because of the COVID and stuff and sure. say, listen, that's great. What, what I highly recommend to consider doing is being on our angel team. We trademarked the name angel team from the California angels. They said we're the only ones they've ever left through with the name angel team because it had to do with homeless youth. And so for $11 a month, the number one one is angels. And so for $11 a month, minimum donation, you know, auto auto pay, you can be deducted once a month, $11, and you're part of the angel team. Okay, and then you get, go ahead. I was going to say, and then you get to choose from a couple of my photography photos of some of the uh, artists that have signed that you will send to you. And uh, most important thing is we have a thousand people doing $11 a month or $20 a month or $50 a month. It'll help us fund the things we need to do to help these of kids course. get off the streets. Now, there are many people partly partly due to age and partly due to you know the pandemic people of going into their closets from the beginning and getting rid of stuff they don't need yeah. and realizing that we don't want so much stuff in our homes or in our lives yeah. if people don't want memorabilia not to take away from how beautiful and valuable they are and they just want to send a check do you have an address on your website yes there's an address on the website www.doorsofchange.org no, i mean a mailing address Yes, but doors is plural, firstly. They can uh -huh. go on the website and get the mailing address there. Okay. Um, or they can make a donation, you know, with a credit card online. That's the quickest way to do it. 
but sure. we appreciate people because we could not do this without the community helping us. Right. And th these kids need a chance to get off the streets. Right. So I, I just wanted to kind of interject. I personally make donations by check and I include a note, handwritten note, because I'm old and that's what we used to do before there was, you know, and um, there is something about writing a note. Of, I have a whole subcategory of love letters, which is donations, a mm. check accompanied by a note of encouragement and admiration mm. and wishes for strength and sending love. And there's something about, for me, something about writing that note out that feels extra good. So I'm just thinking if people really do want to just send a little note, they can do it. Okay. It's wonderful. It's, it touches me when I get notes from people because, you know, you, you realize that they're there to help the team succeed because they see that these youth are getting successes. Right. And I can share with you a success if you want me to, because it's going to be to. before and after. You talked about Justine. So let me talk, let me show you about Justine. Please. So the person that's touched me the most in 20 years is this girl right here. Her name is Justine. And Justine, when I met her, she was 16. She was on the streets, she ended up between 12 and 16 years old because her mom was an alcoholic. Her boyfriend used to beat up Justine, drag her by the hair, literally, but then started taking her clothes off at 12 years old. Oh, this is at home. This is the stuff uh -huh. at home, taking her clothes off at home. And she goes, I've got to be on the streets. That's safer than being with this man. Right. And so she joined a gang, shaved her head at 12 years old. And it was a female with a gang, very, very difficult. But she was on the streets for four years. When she came to the shelter, she was very, very depressed. She tried to commit suicide twice. She was, if you notice, she was all in, in black, okay? Every time I saw her, she was in black. She looked down at the ground. She finally came to me, Janet, and said, I want to learn how to play music. And we gave her, she, she became part of our music program. After about two or three weeks, she said, can I go to the, to the art program? I said, sure, because we have an expressive arts program also. From that day, she soared like an eagle. She started realizing how good she was in art. She had no idea. She started making jewelry. She started selling jewelry. For 12 years, that jewelry got her through City College. Wow. She went to Santa Barbara University of California at Santa Barbara. She graduated magna cum laude because her, 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 her jewelry sales got her, you know, to be paid for her. Her, her housing and stuff. She's now third year law student. She's graduating this year in law school. And that's what she looks oh, like. Oh, oh, gosh. You know, yeah, well, when you when you think about potential that shouldn't be wasted. That's right. That's yes. Right. Well, I, I do have a question, though. I can't picture this. Well, I guess I could picture it. How, do, how does a 12 year old live on the street for four years. I mean, they find a gang and that's kind of a substitute family and they, but what do they, what do they do? How do they? It's called survival sex. Okay. Uh, they have sex boys and girls. They do oh, to for, get for money. So bucks, they, yeah. 30 bucks, 40 bucks, whatever it is to eat. They uh -huh. go through, you know, the, the, the garbage things. They yeah. steal. Sometimes they go in a grocery store and steal some stuff to eat. Right. You know, it's not, it's survival mode. Right. And they literally will die if they don't do that. So yeah, they've got an, we're talking a 14, 15, 16, 17 year old kid is doing this. Gosh, you know what? I, I just yes. Well, I am I am one of the few times in my life speechless. You know, one of the things I was we were talking about earlier, we get spoon fed and force fed such 
bad news daily. Yeah. Television news and newspapers and some of it's false, you know, as we now know, all this deep fake and and we are so used to that. We are so used to bad news that I believe we have come to accept that somehow as normal. Bad news is our normal. The truth of the matter is good news is our normal and there's not enough visibility for it. I, I, you know, this should just be, as I said to you earlier, one of these stories should be in every newspaper on the front page, let's say once a week. Yeah. You know, um, what do you, what do you want people to know? What do you want when you're, when you go out and you're talking about this, like to me, what is it you mostly want people to know? What word do you want to get out? Number one, it is not their fault most of the time. These oh, kids you're, oh, you're talking about the kids, what you want. Okay. I'm talking about the kids. It's right. not their fault to be right. on, there on the streets. They have to be. Right. It's survival. Right. Uh, if not, they're going to die in their home. They're going to be so abused in their home. Right. They've got to leave. So number one, it's not the kids' fault. And once they're on the streets, it's hard to get off the streets because they don't trust anybody. Right. So you have to learn techniques and how to gain trust quickly. And we did that, Janet, through music and art. We have a music and art award-winning program that teaches eight different lessons in art, eight different instruments or art, and they can actually earn instruments of their choice or art supplies after going six weeks, which is a long time for a homeless kid. Right. But you know something? They get goal setting for the first time. They've never know how to set a goal. And, and also, you're and goal. also you're you're giving something to them, and you're not expecting something in return. I mean, they're you're earning, not you're not demanding sex, and you're not demanding. Odd loyalties and right. They earn it. And that's a big deal. It's the first time any time they've earned anything before. So they can feel their own power. Yes. It helps your Mm self-esteem, you know, and when you start teaching them a guitar, ukulele, a violin, mandolin, all these different things that we teach, you know, they start realizing they can master something for the first time, even one or two chords. Yes. They master. It's like, wow, I can do something. I've been told I'm a piece of garbage. So I want people to know these kids have such a potential to get off the streets. The age group we work with are the most difficult, 16 to 25, the mm-hmm. transitional age group. They're the most underserved of the entire population of homelessness, the most underserved. However, they're the greatest chance of success. Why? Because they haven't been on the street that long. Mm. The longer they stay on the street, the more they get like in cement that they can't move. But if they get you get to them quickly because of, you know, not as much drugs or alcohol or or mental abuse, you know, emotional abuse, they can break through and get off the streets if they trust you. And our our, our music and our program creates trust within one to three days versus six to nine months. That's a huge difference. Gosh, I wish I could start a love letter program with these kids. I mean, you know, I I know that every experience in life, whether it's a wonderful one or a grim one, has within it the seeds of a love letter to someone, sometimes just to self, for having having gotten through something. Mm -hmm. But if you were to write a love letter right now, to whom would you write? Do you you ever write letters? uh, Rarely, rarely. Mm -hmm. But uh, I would write a love letter um, to all the youth that... I've dealt with in the last 20 years, how proud I am of them, how much I know that it was not diff- it was very difficult, but you did it, you succeeded. And you're now really uh, role models for other youth to follow yeah. and also for the community to say, listen, my donation, this is the ripple effect of that. It is making a difference. It's getting these kids off the streets. 
And so that's what my love letter to be. So all the kids that I work with, thousands of them, and many of them have succeeded to get off the streets. I can um, see that's that what I write the power of a handwritten letter is really unmatched in so many ways. Yeah. Um, yes, because because while you're, you know, even for these kids, while you're writing a love letter, um, you're bathing in some positive. Mm. As bad as life can be, you find the little nuggets of gold and focusing on that is so helpful. Yes. Oh, I want to thank you for doing this with me. If any of your... I want to say kids, but they're really adults. Yes. Would like well, emotionally, to... they might be 17 or 18, but you know, emotionally they're, they're 13 or 14. They're a lot younger because their parents have taught them nothing. They right. know very much little to succeed in life. And so they really are a lot younger than their age. Yeah, no, I realize, I realize that, but I don't want to refer to them as kids. They're youth. Yes. Youth. Okay. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if you would like to come back and discuss any other aspect of this. Yeah. Well, I think I think that, you know, again, the biggest thing and I appreciate so much, Janet, you give us the opportunity to raise awareness in the community, because when someone's listening to this, they had no idea there's three and a half million youth homeless in America today. Yeah, I have, another... have no idea. You know, when they see the homeless. How are they different than the youth? A huge difference. Fifty one percent of the adults in San Diego that are homeless were homeless as a youth. And if mm -hmm. they had the ability to get off the streets when they're 17, 18, 20, 22, before they're, you know, they're it's firmed in the cement, it's going to be a waste of society to everything. Yes. This is a yes. way to get off and to help the society, help themselves, be self-sufficient. And so doorsofchange.org is our website. If you're touched by it, and by the way, if someone is in Southern California, or if you just want to take a destination trip, we do concerts and we're having our concert on June 30th with legendary group Three Dog Night. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be outside, so it's safe with COVID, and it's June 30th. And so okay. you go to our website, get all the information, and come down and go to the concert and support these youth. One of the youth is going to be speaking at it. Okay. And she's amazing, by the way. Her name is Nikki Johnson Houston. And Nikki was homeless from 12 to 16. She's African-American woman. And what she did is that she had such grit and determination to succeed she got through college. She got through law school. She oh. had her own law firm. And last year, she was Ms. Universe. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. And she's going to be speaking at our concert. June so 30th. Smart and beautiful. Smart and beautiful. She's yeah. fantastic. But it shows, again, it's a Rocky story. She overcame such odds. Sure. And she succeeded. So it lets these other youth that, we, that, that are there saying, listen, I can maybe do this. If this one did it, maybe I can do it. Right. So doorsofchange.org to make any dis any any donation, whether it's okay, ten dollars, whatever. I have a question about that. Sometimes I think people in fundraising, which I guess we've all done a lot of, or many of us have, people like to know what their donation goes to. And you've made it very clear what it goes to. But sometimes people think, well, I can only give ten dollars. That's not going to help much. What will ten dollars do? Buy a set of paints? I mean, what will? I think people like to know what different amounts go to. Well, let me tell you this: during what? COVID, we went from in 2020 we had 83 youth replaced in housing. Last year in 2021, we placed 165 youth in housing, double. That's where your ten dollars goes. It goes to all the case manager to be able to get these kids off the streets to our program director to everybody that's needed to get these kids 
where they have to be in housing, all the resources that they need. That's what the $20 does. And okay, all so together, you're saying it, it adds up. Okay. 165 youth is a record by twi- two times as many this year during COVID. So your money will go to where you want to go. Over 70% of your donation, over 70% goes directly to fund our program to get kids off the streets. Thank you for saying that. I think that's important. Well, again, thank you. It was just lovely meeting you and hearing from you. And I'm so glad I know you and what you do. Thank and you, Janet. Just until next time, I'll just say goodbye. And I hope I hope we meet again either here or somewhere else. Yes. Doorsofchange.org. If anybody is touched by this and doesn't take action, it doesn't do anything. Right. But if you take action, even if it's a $20 donation, it'll make a difference. So please do something to make a difference so we can okay. help more kids. So, you know, you're kind of touching on something that, that I say having to do with writing love letters. You know, if you have a good thought about someone, act on it because gratitude or love taken to the grave doesn't serve anyone. And I think for this also, a good thought not acted upon doesn't help. Yeah, yeah. Right? But we need more than a thought. That's right. That's right. We don't get action. We're not going to help these kids get off the streets. Right. Well, thank you. I I wish we could just talk so much longer, but maybe you'll come back and talk about something else someday. Well, This is what I talk about. So I'd love to come back again and talk more about it. Okay. Well, when I say something else, I didn't mean another topic. I mean, you know, some of your other success stories. Oh yeah, absolutely. We have many success stories, Janet. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to be able to, you know, get the word out about this. And we appreciate people that are listening. Hopefully they're going to take action so we can, you know, get more kids a life that they deserve. They have to work hard. With hard work, they can have a great life. And you let them know that they can do the work. Yes. Yes. Okay. I I reluctantly tell you goodbye for now. Talk to you you later. Thank you. Bye.